Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take just a few minutes each week, share a cup of tea together, and I'm hopefully able to give some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lipton Blueberry Pomegranate White Tea. Lipton White Tea with blueberry and pomegranate flavor has a wonderful aromatic flavor with a mild, pleasing taste. The pyramid-shaped bags allow the longleaf tea with real blueberries to flow freely, giving it a delicious taste. So sit back with your cup of tea and relax for these few minutes together as we listen to where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning, a warm teacup welcome to all those joining with us today on Tea Time with Tommy. I hope that you've got a cozy cup of tea or something nice to drink and can share these few minutes with us together today. We spent the last few weeks on how to deal with discouragement, how not to be discouragers as we walked through chapter 4 of Nehemiah. Today, we're going to look at a picture of public worship, corporate gathering, if you will, uh, found in Nehemiah chapter 8. I'm going to read 12 verses uh, and then uh, break it down as quickly as I can. I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but uh, as we read this scripture together in Nehemiah chapter 8, I hope that uh, you'll just relax and enjoy uh, hearing God's Word. Now, all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him at his right hand stood Matithia, Shema, Ananiah, Urja, Hilkai, and Maaseh, And at his left hand, Padiah, Mishael, Makalijah, Hazum, Hashbanda, Zechariah, and Meshulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabatha, Hoja, Mayasai, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah, and the Levites helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, 
And the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. And then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions, and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to them. Chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, how powerful a picture of worship given to us here by Nehemiah. And a crucial component to the the public worship, the, the corporate gathering that we see right here in the very beginning is the reading of the law. The central component of this this whole chapter, and and in particular, how the people responded to that. So again, in verse 3, we see that then he read from it in the open square to gather as God's people and have his word read, have the passage spoken out loud, God's word read aloud so that the people can hear it. And as the Bible is read, the people's ears are attentive. It was read before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. In other words, you know what's happening here? They're listening to the Word of God. When the Bible's read, the people are not daydreaming. They're not channel surfing in their minds, thinking of what TV show or what movie's going to come out. They're not playing with their phone, surfing on the net. They're listening. They're paying attention to the Word of God. We have Ezra, the one reading the law, who is then, in verse 4 and 5, symbolically set up on a wooden platform. Verse 4, so Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood which they had made for that purpose. And then, of course, it listed all those wonderful names that are standing beside him. This is so in the days before the wireless mics, before our booming sound systems, his words can be heard as clearly as possible by as many people as possible. The pulpits were high and lifted up with those sounding boards intended to provide maximum clarity and volume to the spoken word of God. Ezra is also raised up so that he can be seen as well as heard. Now, not so that people recognize him, but that they recognize that this is the one who is reading us God's word. This raising up of the pulpit is, is not just for the, for the auditory matter of being louder, but also for the, for the symbolic matter. God's word is lifted up. It is central. It is center. It is what is foremost importance and the pulpits that that we have today be mindful they're just wood and and be mindful that the men standing behind them are just men what's important is that the word of god is being read being taught it is sacred it is raised up and it is set apart 
Here's something uh, for us uh, to think. Uh, who uh, I love. Uh, this was just appropriate for us to read uh, today, and and what's going on. God certainly uh, directed us to stay here in Nehemiah, uh, and, and and what I'm about to say is is for all of those who think that that church is supposed to be uh, as quiet as that mouse. Uh, here in Nehemiah chapter eight, we see that that is absolutely not so. Verse six. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And then all the people answered, Amen. Amen. But notice what it says after that. And then while lifting up their hands, oh my goodness, the people responded with verbal worship, Amen, Amen, and physical expression of that worship by raising their hands. And then they bowed their heads and worshiped God with their faces to the ground. We don't read that uh, they're laid back in their comfy pews. Uh, we don't read where they're sitting there like a hump on a log with their arms crossed and their eyes looking up to the ceiling or scanning the room trying to see who's paying attention and who's not. When people are excited about the Word of God, they physically express that excitement. We easily do that at the football games. But you heard me right. We can be just as excited about the Word of God. In Scripture, in and around Jerusalem, when the Bible was read, the people were excited. You know, at that rock concert, you clap and you shout and you raise your hands. Okay, so those of you listening might not go to a rock concert. It might be Neil Diamond. It might be Adele. It might be Harry Connick Jr. But you get excited. You're glad to be there. It's okay to clap. It's okay to shout. It's okay to raise your hands, expressing the exaltation of your excitement and praise for the Word of God. But not only is the law read, it's raised up, it's listened to, and it's responded to. The law is also taught and made clear. Verse 8 they gave the sense so that the people understood. So they read distinctly from the book. They gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Every pastor, every preacher, every Bible study leader, every devotional teacher has a primary task to not only read God's Word, but to give the right interpretation of that Scripture. And to do that means that you've got to study that passage. You've got to pray over that passage. You've got to put all of your faith and trust in God and the Holy Spirit working in you, leading through you, learning from others. To be that teacher, we must first be a learner. And first and foremost, we're learning from God, from Him, through other teachers, through manuscripts, through studies, through uh, constant prayer and interpretation of the passage. The people responding in a way that's genuine. They weeped. As the law was read, they realized how far short of it they had fallen. Well, there's going to be a time for that repentance and that confession. Chapter 9 of Nehemiah deals with that uh, exclusively. Uh, but, but in this moment... Uh, Nehemiah reminds them that the needs uh, don't need to give way uh, 
to, to weeping, but to that prior uh, command of, of, of more surprising and, and something that we often leave out of church, and that is the rejoicing. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice. Well, as Ezra uh, says it in Nehemiah, put it down in verse 10, then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send the portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Unfortunately today, joy is difficult to find in some of our churches. There's little, if any, Bible teaching in too many churches today. Other churches might have the heavy, heavy theology and, and deep, deep Bible teaching, but they tend to lose sight of the joy. But God has brought those two things together, and we can't divide it. The Word, the Scriptures, the Holy Bible is exuberant joy, and they go hand in hand together. Verse 12, And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. Understand God's word. Let it penetrate your hearts and be joyful. The joy of the Lord is his word. Thank you again so much for joining us on this week's podcast, where we once again stayed in Nehemiah, but moved from the handling of discouragements to the joy of the word of the Lord. In our worship. I look so forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.